702. The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. And the Africa Report is brought to you by SAA. The ones who fly SAA's growing route network now flying to Sao Paulo, Brazil, your gateway to South America. Crystal Odison, it's been a minute. Good to, uh, good to chat to you once again. Good morning, Ray White. It's absolutely been a minute and great to talk to you this morning. <laughs> All right, talking, let's, let, let, let's start with Madagascar and problems there, aren't they? Yes. Um, so the country's supposed to head to the election tomorrow, Ray, and there's been, you know, some real issues um, on this beautiful island nation. And then yesterday, several of the opposition figures, at least six of them, or including two former presidents, have declared their absolute refusal to participate in the polls tomorrow. Now, in a joint statement, they said they are boycotting the election and, of course, called on people to also abstain from the vote. Now, this is not great news because the election was supposed to take place last week. That was postponed because of ongoing protest between opposition parties and ruling party supporters. So this news really comes not at a good time because millions, you know, are supposed to go vote tomorrow. There's been tension. Of course, Andre Rajolina, we know him. He was, of course, a former DJ. He was president. He stepped down. He's standing again. Um, and he's saying, no, the election must go ahead. But with all these opposition parties and very influential figures coming out and saying they're calling for a boycott, it's not looking good. We also heard from the European Union and the U.S. also calling for calm and that there's political tension. Um, but now I think the reality is at this stage, 24 hours to go before an election can you have a withdrawal? I don't think it's going to happen, Ray. I think the election is going to go ahead tomorrow. But of course, the credibility of the election will be in question. And I do think this sets the country off for further instability. Um, and I don't think it's looking good for um, Madagascar. Yeah, that country has been in turmoil for such a long time. I'm thinking back to the days of Mark Ravalamanana and then Andre Rajulina, like you said, it just hasn't seemed to calm down, settle down. Absolutely, Ray, and that's quite sad because, of course, you know, this is the world's biggest vanilla producer. It's a beautiful island, so there's so much, you know, economic potential, but yet poverty has really been harsh. And, you know, post-COVID, like many African countries, it's really been struggling to get back on its feet. So this political tension and this rivalry between figures have not been good. And I, and I think this is basically stems from the kind of political indifference with these candidates they then get their supporters to come out on the streets and what we've seen is actually violent protests with police um, you know not being great in terms of handling the numbers opposition party supporters defying any ban on um, any protest and so I think this just sets off that there's growing instability and I think with this election that's going to take place tomorrow it, the instability is just going to continue yeah. All right, let's stay with elections then. And then Liberia, they had their runoff. What's happened? Yes, so um, the runoff took place yesterday and it was relatively calm and peaceful. It was between um, um, George Weir, which we know is a former soccer champion. Um, he's 57 and Joseph Pokai is contender. Is 
20 years older. And I'm mentioning the age, Ray, because Liberia is a fairly young country. And although George Weir came into power on this kind of mass euphoria that is going to bring about change, deal with youth unemployment, that's unfortunately not happened. And so the age, I think, is going to be quite interesting because, you know, will George Weir, in terms of young, energetic, but failing the past few years to deliver anything versus older statesman Joseph Bukai, he's a former vice president, you know, who will um, Liberians choose? So the election, as I said, fairly um, peaceful. This is the second runoff because um, in October, the first runoff took place. No one could get that 50 plus one. And now it is that race um, election. The counting has um, started. Um, we expect results in the next 24 to 48 hours. And I think the big issue will is an award for many Liberians will whoever loses accept the results because we often find uh, Ray with these elections and high stakes election when there's a presidential um, kind of term attached to an election we find it's very high stakes and often parties then accuse one another of either cheating or all sorts of um, you know things and so one hopes that the candidates whoever win will accept um, that they lost the election and of course that whoever becomes the new president actually puts the people of Liberia first because we heard from voters, Ray, that they really simply want, you know, corruption to end and to deal with, you know, the high job unemployment rate and like we said, like what's happening in Madagascar, it's also happening in Liberia. We see, you know, high petrol cost, cost of living and livelihoods really for ordinary people. It's been a struggle. So similar issues, of course, in terms of economic issues like Madagascar. But Liberia is a small country, Ray, uh, rich in minerals in terms of natural resources. So I don't think there should be an issue in terms of dealing with the economic challenges. It's often corruption that comes into play. So it's been very disappointing that George Weir, um, you know, didn't bring about change. It came in after taking over from um, the um, Nobel Peace Prize winner, um, Johnson, um, Alan Johnson Sirleaf, with the high hopes of bringing about change in terms of youth unemployment. That's not happened. And so we'll see in the next 48 hours who will lead Liberia for the next few years. Gosh, I hope, I hope, I hope there is a peaceful resolution after this election. That's Crystal